Hello everybody, it's Sarah. Welcome to or welcome back to Hack Your Universe. Guess what? It's summer. It's summer. Summer always comes. I used to say Friday always comes. Now I get to say summer always comes. Whatever the thing is that you think won't arrive always does. Remember that. I don't want to be dramatic, but also I think I deserve to be dramatic when I say that this school year actually almost took me out. Seriously. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. My chakras were all out of whack all day, every day. I was sick for like approximately 75% of the year. Like my body was so mad at me for what I was doing. And it makes sense. Like the body and mind are not separate, right? My body was like, you need to stop, girl. You need to stop. I was constantly running around from job to job to job, usually running five to 10 minutes behind schedule, usually anxious to some degree, like spending my day at school, bouncing from interaction to interaction with children. Like it was just so chaotic. And I, I realized that I really have not been taking care of myself and my days have felt so full and there's been nothing left for me at the end of the day. Like I've been going, 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 putting so much energy into the things that I do for so many other people and this is me admitting that I've left myself behind. I've had very little silence and slowness and stillness and all of those things that I know I need to balance myself out. And having space from that wild fast-paced schedule that I was living every day has shown me just how much I have not been prioritizing myself. So yay, it's summer. I feel like I can finally exhale. Working in a school is a lot. We know this. And working with little people in a school is a whole lot. It's a really big job. Like I've said before, it's like being in a frat house with a bunch of drunk humans trying to get their needs met. It is equal parts fun and soul-sucking. And I say this with like no value judgment, like not necessarily in a negative way, but it is so energetically chaotic. And it's a ton of work for not a lot of money. Nobody teaches for money, right? And it's sad because think about how many brilliant people there are in this world that won't ever consider teaching as their career or will leave teaching because it's not worth it. I want to shout out all of the wonderful teachers that have stuck it out for so long. I fully believe that we need a lot more great minds that are willing to rise to that occasion and unfortunately that's not going to happen until teachers receive compensation for all of the work that they do i don't think that anybody would disagree with the truth that school is the backbone of society like everybody wants access to great schools and everybody wants a great teaching force and yet we can't seem to find a way to care for the whole teacher in the same way we ask schools to care for the whole child. It's really mind-blowing how big of an issue it is. It's like all mouth, no money. It feels like everybody cares and nobody knows what to do. Society has just deemed teaching as a community service project and it relies on people who are going to suppress their own health and well-being because their hearts are that big and they know that they'll do it anyway. The teachers that do stick it out do it because they know that it's 
the Lord's work, literally. They know that peace begins with the child, and they are willing to put their own lives and needs on the back burner in hopes that they can make the world a little bit better one child at a time. I really wish that I could say that my heart is fully in the profession and that I am willing to stay in it for the cause and the kids. And there was a time that I could say that, but honestly, I can't anymore. I am really tired and my heart is feeling pulled in other directions. So yes, I have decided not to return to my school next year, at least in my full-time position. And hands down, this has been the hardest decision that I've made in my adult life so far. And I'm still struggling with it a bit because I don't have much figured out right now, to be honest with you. But I do know that I owe it to myself to simplify my life. And this is me listening to myself with the capital S and following all my little breadcrumbs and nudges that have been telling me that I've outgrown my current shell and it's time for the next experience. I think a younger version of Sarah would have been way too scared of not having my next steps figured out and maybe would have wanted to wait until something else that maybe wasn't totally right for me just fell into my lap in order to have the confidence to leave. But this Sarah is okay with taking a beat to get really clear on what it is I want instead of waiting for the net to just appear like I've done in the past. So this time I'm making the leap and I don't see the net, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to make the net. And it might be hard and it might take a lot of time, but it's going to be mine and I'm excited for it. In an effort to provide a little more context around this decision, I'm going to walk you through like how I got here and what I've learned over the last few years navigating different jobs and experiences. So it's important to note that I started teaching yoga when I turned 18 and I knew very early on that this was my thing and that I always wanted to put energy into that. And for that reason, I honestly didn't take my more formal education super seriously. I ended up studying sociology and education, which were just things that felt good and they opened my mind in a way that I really liked, but I was never pulled to any specific path as it related to my major. I used to joke that I was a student of life and my major was love. So yeah, I just wanted to learn about the way the world worked and I got that and so much more out of my education. So zero regrets, like I think I did it right. Um, But my only real life goal that I've ever been able to identify is to have a studio of my own one day. But it's also never felt urgent. You know, like I love my life at the studio I'm at and I'm not quite ready to let that go. And I've always had like a million and one interest and a lot of skills. And I knew out of college that I wanted to try on some different things before I planned more seriously for like having my own studio or space. So upon graduating, I knew that I would be somewhat of a double agent. Like I'd work at the studio and then I'd work somewhere else that made me money and made sense. So my first job out of college was on this research study at UNC. And this job just fell into my lap, honestly. Like I had been working on this other research study for my time as a student in college. And the person I was working under connected me to this job. And this was peak pandemic time. 
and I was like sure yes like that's a job I should probably take that and there were a lot of perks of this job like hybrid work flexible hours and honestly it really wasn't that much work and I had a lot of adventure time I could do pretty much whatever I wanted in a day as long as I got my work done and I actually ended up making this silly list of like things that I did while I was clocked in that had nothing to do with my job um, including but not limited to grocery shop teach multiple yoga classes in a day spend time at defy gravity go on a boat etc if you're UNC listening to this I'm just kidding but it was easy money and unfortunately I wasn't excited about the work at all I found myself feeling really uninspired and like I wasn't using any of my core gifts or talents and as soon as I started to really feel that fact the job at school presented itself there was this person that I used to work with at UNC and I randomly connected with her and her kids went to the school that I worked at and she was like hey where are you interested in Montessori do you want a job and I was like whoa yeah I do okay universe I see you and the idea of this felt way more me than the job that I was in I've always had a really big connection to kids and I was also so bad at working from home like I knew I needed to be present in a job and I wanted to feel the way that I felt when I taught yoga like I want to be in it and there is no environment that you can work in I believe that requires you to be more present than in a school with little children I don't know maybe like brain surgery but I digress so I had whispered to the universe that I was ready for something else and she delivered real quick. I had always been really interested in Montessori and it just felt like all the stars aligned without me really trying to force them to. I started working at my school last year in a support role and I worked in the after school program as well. And in the beginning it felt really good, like I love my coworkers, big and little, and I felt so much more present, so much more creative and I thought that I knew a lot about how little people think and feel and learn, but every single day that I went to school, my learning grew exponentially. However, I did feel this deep knowing pretty early on that it was going to be temporary, but for a while I was like, this is good and I'm going to let it be good for now. One of the biggest cons was that it did take a lot of time away from the studio. and. As I said, teaching yoga has always felt like my thing. It's like the biggest source of life and joy and inspiration for me. It just, it fills my cup. And I love my studio and my people so much. So I just found myself constantly having FOMO that I couldn't take or teach certain classes. And my wallet had FOMO too, honestly, because I wasn't teaching as much. And I was like, fudge, like I like it here at school, but this is not my best case scenario. So about halfway through last year, I was like, okay, probably just a one-year gig and then like the universe does she granted me exactly what I needed at the time and one of the teachers in our level left and I got offered her position which would mean staying in one classroom all day with the same kids in a more normal eight to three schedule rather than floating around different classrooms from 11 to 6 which is what I started in so I was like heck yeah now I get to teach and be at the studio more like thanks universe gave me exactly what I wanted 
Um, and when I shifted here, things got better in a lot of ways and they got a lot harder in other ways. And I did start teaching at the studio more, which is what I wanted, but it also meant more energy expended, more running around, less time for myself and my relationships. And I thought at the beginning of the year that I was tired, but now I was like really, really tired. And then I decided to work at the school's summer camp last year, which was definitely more chill than normal school. But I do really wish I had taken the summer just to be because I was really burnt out, but I felt like I needed to work. And summer is one of the greatest perks of being a school teacher. And I do wonder how this year would have felt for me if I had taken that space last year to recharge because I really desperately needed it. Um, so towards the end of the summer, I started feeling like I really didn't want to go back. And I talked through my concerns with our head of school, who is an absolutely incredible human. And she said these words to me that made me stay. She said, we're not asking you to marry us. We're just asking you to date us for a little bit longer. So I did. I agreed to see what happened if I stayed. And I'm really, really glad that I decided to come back this year. This year continued to get harder in some ways and it continued to get better in other ways. And the highs were really, really high and the lows were really, really low. Like once I got to school, the kids in their silly little minds would bring me these moments of just like pure joy and bliss and purpose and love. And just as often I would have these moments of like complete exhaustion and anger and frustration and regret. Like every day was this roller coaster of emotions and experiences, and I never knew what I was going to get. It could be beauty or it could be madness, and usually it was like a very even split of the two. And it's important to note that part of this has to do with the fact that my life outside of school became really tumultuous as well. And I'm sure there was like some chicken or the egg shit going on here. Like school was so chaotic and hard. So my outside world also felt chaotic and hard. And the challenges in my outside world definitely impacted my ability to show up and enjoy school. Now, I don't think I let this show very often, but it became very hard for me to show up as a peaceful, sturdy leader in the classroom because I wasn't being that peaceful, sturdy leader for myself. Like I was consistently very good at this job and I impressed myself and other people very often. Meanwhile, inside I'm like dying, feeling like this is not the right thing for me and I don't want to be here. But I really want to want to be here because I know how important this work is. The class that I worked in was led by one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. She's just this beautiful beacon of peace and patience and love and I felt really really honored to teach beside her and learn from her every day. We have really similar teaching styles and we made a really excellent team and the kids got care and consistency which is so crucial to their development. Now our class had a reputation for having some powerful children as I like to call them and these are very deeply feeling kids with big social and emotional needs that we had to pay really close attention to. We put in a lot of additional work like meetings and research and just big energy to meet these kids where they were and make sure the classroom was a peaceful place for them and the other kids as well. And without going into too much detail here, I'll say that there were times where I felt really underqualified to be supporting the needs of some specific children we have. 
and I say this with all of the love in the world and zero judgment at all for these growing humans but the behavior the language the interactions some of the emotions of some of these kids was well beyond what I know to be developmentally sound now this was only my second year of having children so I don't have a ton of personal anecdotal data on how kids and their needs have changed from pre-covid to now but from what i hear from the teachers who have been there for a long time like these last two years have been complete outliers as far as the kids and their needs go and the obvious explanation is that covid and quarantine stunted these kids social and emotional growth like for these three four or five six-year-olds they spent some really crucial moments of their social development in quarantine and i think we're beginning to see some of those patterns of change but it will probably be a while before research can really look into the impact in a meaningful way Um, but the point is teaching has always been hard and it is certainly getting harder So for reasons inside and outside the classroom, this year was indescribably hard for me, my co-teacher, all the kids in the class. The hardest part was that we couldn't focus on teaching kids to write in cursive or recognize their consonants when like one kid is throwing a chair across the room and the other kid is refusing to change their clothes and another kid is breaking pencils in half because they don't like the way they wrote a seven and another kid is spilling or breaking materials just for fun like i'm i'm really not being hyperbolic like this happened every single day like if teaching a neurotypical group of students is like juggling a bunch of tennis balls what we were doing felt like juggling a bunch of bowling balls and we often had to put the needs of our more peaceful independent children on the back burner because the needs of a select few children in the room were so impactful to the energy and safety in the room again i want to be really clear that i believe every child is precious and beautiful and a work of the universe's art I believe that every child is doing the very best that they can with the tools that they have. I believe that every child wants to please the adults around them. Every child wants to feel like they're doing things right. Every child is good inside. And I love these powerful children with the same intensity that I do the peaceful, independent children in the class, honestly. I do not believe that there is any child that is better or worse than another. I believe that all behavior is communication and it's sad but for whatever reason a lot of our children were hurting oof i might cry like their feelings are big and so their behavior was big their communication was big and at the same time some of my most beautiful cherished memories of this year are with the children that also challenged me the most I definitely don't want to paint the teaching profession as like this nightmare. I don't want to speak badly of any child or my class or my school. That is not at all what I want to do. I just think I've shared a lot of the more like sunshiny parts of teaching on the podcast and Instagram with the questions of the day and stuff like that. But I just really wanted to shed some light on some of the very real and scary challenges that I faced personally and professionally this year. This is just me opening up about what my life has felt like and how hard it's been 
at times to show up for these children and myself and my relationships in a way that I have felt proud of. And if I felt really clear that working with children in this setting is exactly what I wanted to do, it would be easier to stick it out and stay. But because I do feel pulled into other directions, the combination of like teaching being hard as fuck and not being rewarded financially and the fact that I don't really know what I'm doing with my life makes it unsustainable for me right now. So after a ton of discussions about hours and money and options and a shit ton of mental gymnastics inside my head, I have decided to make the space from school and clear some air for whatever is next. Like I said, the decision has been hard as hell because there are so many highs and so many pros and I have so many beautiful feelings for the kids and the teachers I work with and the campus and for Maria Montessori. Like They all taught me more than I could ever teach them. I've learned more about the self and the other and the world in my classroom than I have in all of my formal education combined. And I feel so lucky that the universe landed me at this school and in the lives of these little people. And I would not trade the last two years for anything. But I can't ignore this nudge to move on to whatever is next for me. And honestly, it is because of them and this experience that I have the confidence in myself and my gifts to know that even though I don't know exactly where I want to jump, I'm going to land on my feet for sure. And they have been so supportive of me and this decision and told me that I'm always welcome back if I want to come home. And that makes me feel really good to know that I can always return if the breadcrumbs lead me there because there might be a time where it's right and I can fully be all in. But now it's not that time. So after the hardest and most beautiful year of life, it is summer. By the grace of God, I get paid through the summer. So for the first time in a long time, like I really have time. So I'm going to take it. And I see this as a part in my life where I get to practice everything I've been preaching on the podcast, in the classroom, in the yoga room. Like this is me practicing being okay with exactly what is. It's okay that I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm practicing the pause. I am noticing every urge to move or rush or force and choosing to be exactly as I am because I know that it's not an emergency. And I'm really trying to look at this part of me that does too much, this part that craves excitement and chaos and busyness and speed. And I feel like that really came to a head at school. It forced me to look at that. And I'm choosing to work my opposites here and practice that stillness and silence and slowness on a large and scary scale. I really want this to be the part where I do less things and do them better. So what are you going to do, Sarah? I don't know. Keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep teaching yoga and keep talking to you and keep making art. That's about as far as I've got. I have felt really pulled to this podcast world this design world the content creation world for a while and i've got this itch to dive in and see what happens so you can catch me on garage band and illustrator all summer 
And more importantly, I'm going to take advantage of this time to really take care of myself like I took care of all of these children. Like for such a long time, I've been last on the list of people to love and nurture and it's time for a Sarah era. I'm gonna take my health seriously, mental and physical, and slow the fuck down and do what I want, quite frankly do exactly what I want. And I'm really lucky to be able to do that, at least for a little bit. We'll see. I got to make money eventually. So if you want to hire me or Venmo me or buy me dinner or plan my life out for me, that'd be sick. But on the real, it means a lot that you listen. So just keep doing that. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast and for sharing the episodes and liking my posts and for reading the kid questions and for all your kind comments and for coming to my yoga classes and for being my friends and for loving me in all the ways that you do. It's been quite the movie I've been watching for the last 25 years and I feel like I've been watching it standing up, you know, or like I'm running around trying to watch it on my iPad. And it's time to sit down. It's time to sit down on the couch and put my feet up and like get a snack and just fucking relax. So that's where I'll be. I hope you all are enjoying your summers so far, whatever they look like. Hopefully you have a nice balance going on between fun and rest because you deserve it. I will be back very soon with a new episode. Again, thank you all for listening and let me know if you have any words, questions, comments, concerns for me. Otherwise, take care of yourself and I will see you soon.